Welcome to Transmissions from the Evil Lair, the official podcast of the Brotherhood of Evil Geeks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Transmissions from the Evil Lair, episode 244. Uh, we are kicking off 2020 by jumping right back into the Hourverse uh, for possibly the most, uh, I don't want to say the most well-known, but definitely the most, I can't even say the most Howery Rutger Hauer role, but uh, it's definitely one of his most intense, most memorable roles, uh, and that is the movie The Hitcher. Um, I had never seen this movie uh, somehow uh, prior to recording this podcast, uh, and I'm now glad to say I've uh, rectified that situation. Uh, it's almost unfathomable to me that I uh, haven't seen this movie up until this point. Um, but that's kind of what this podcast is all about, discovering um, you know, not only the, the movies that we love once again, but the, uh, the Rutger Hauer movies that we, uh, we haven't seen. But anyway... Uh, just a little uh, background. At the very beginning of the episode, you hear us talking about uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Keaton. That's because we're watching uh, actually Batman Returns uh, as we're as we're beginning to f- record this episode. Uh, so that's a little uh, a little explanation for what you're going to hear initially. Before we get started, I'll say one last thing. We're recording this. I'm recording this intro uh, on January 9th, which I believe is actually the seventh anniversary of this podcast. Uh, so that's seven years, 244 episodes, uh, and it's been uh, it's been a great time. Uh, enjoyed every minute of it, um, and honestly can't wait to do another 244, uh, 344, 444, uh, the next seven years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever. Uh, but we're here. Hopefully we're not going into anytime soon. Uh, we're going to bring you some more podcasts like the one you're about to hear. So I hope you enjoy Into the Howerverse uh, with myself, that is Chris, and Tom. Uh, enjoy. Well, my favorite part of the intro is when Michelle Pfeiffer makes out with Michael Keaton. <laughs> Definitely the best part of the intro. Oh, what's up with that weird arm STD? Remember he hits her with a napalm like in the scene before this? Oh, uh, yeah. okay. So is that like code for um, his bat dick? <laughs> Bad herpes. <laughs> Accidentally um, hit her with his bat a wang. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. That's it. We're ending the podcast <laughs> right there. 56 seconds in. I'm just saying right now, I'm <laughs> trademarking bat a wang. <laughs> Going out on a high note, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot how like old manly. Uh, Alfred. Alfred was in these movies. Yeah, every new Batman series, they make him younger and tougher. He's the DC Aunt May. Instead yeah. of, yeah, it's oh, like, yeah, younger yeah. and hotter, younger <laughs> and tougher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like in the, in the joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
<coughs> in the Joker, or just Joker, you know, they made, <coughs> they made him into like this 1920s like bare knuckle boxer looking guy with a with a mustache and yeah, like a chubby, like paunchy middle aged white dude. Well, he's he's a white dude, but I uh, that was my one issue with the movie Joker. Was that like if if that were real, like you know, comic book Alfred, he would he's like a fucking special agent. Yeah. yeah, he had him by the neck, dude. He would have like uh, yeah. he would have he would have snapped his neck. Yeah. Like he would like it's the second he laid a finger on anybody. Yeah, like yeah, that was my only issue with that movie. Otherwise, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Well, maybe he was too busy to realize um, that um, he was one of those people that just wants to watch the world, but you know, like, <laughs> so I yeah, he, he, didn't, he wasn't able to tell right away. You know, <laughs> like as he was walking away from that that interaction, he was like. <clears throat> He wants to watch the world back. So I just want to watch the world back. <laughs> a fair name, Branka. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Caine. We should. That should be our next series of movies. Oh, that'll never end. Yeah. There's like six billion Michael Caine movies. Just watch Jaws four again and again. Oh yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Watch Jaws four each time under the influence of a different psychedelic. Um. Somebody I was just talking to recently was telling me that there was a, like a, a reading of um, one of those blacklisted movies every year. That like yeah, all those movies that don't get made, yeah. And it, there's one of them, and it's like a parody of heist movies, and one of the characters is actually just Michael Caine. Really? And, like, yeah, the, like the script actually has him talking about, Does like, Jaws. Well, he, yeah, yeah they, want to be, they want to get this movie made before he dies, so he can't oh, play himself. Yeah. that's great. <laughs> But he actually deals with Jaws. He mentions Jaws 4 in it. Bogey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a great character. <clears throat> the shark that roared. If that if the movie had been called that. <laughs> the shark that roared. You could have passed it off as an art film. <laughs> yeah. People would have gone to see it. Played at little art, art house theaters. You'd get people with scarves and berets to go see it. Uh, the, uh, the roaring shark was brilliant. Uh, yes. When he roared, I heard his heart roaring. You know? <laughs> uh, I can't remember the uh, the, uh, the the actor studio guy, James. James Lipton? James Lipton, yeah, yeah. Your roaring shark <laughs> uh, installation. I, I don't want to say film. <laughs> yeah, I know. Truly art. It's an experience. <laughs> I quit it. <laughs> I want to see Lipton interview um, the shark from Jaws. Because <laughs> it's the same shark in all the movies. We yeah, yeah. That. It's like Roddy McDowell in all the Planet of the Apes movies. You know, it's like <laughs> nobody gives a shit that Cornelius died in the last movie. He's gonna play the Cornelius's kid too. Yeah, know? look, he's here. We have the mask. Yeah, he fits the mask, yeah. right? <laughs> look, it's just we kept it from the last one. I always wondered <laughs> about that. Even as a kid, it was just like, why don't they get a new guy? You know. <laughs> Did they like Roddy that much? I mean, Roddy did seem like a cool dude. I'm not saying he was a bad guy. He just kept showing up. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? He's like, he's like Jack Black in High Fidelity. <laughs> he just kept showing up when I, I couldn't say no. <laughs> um, I've been trying to like gracefully steer us toward it, but I, I honestly I can't think of a segue. Uh, so let's talk about the Hitcher. <laughs> we are uh, we're here to talk about. I think this is part four in our, our continuing. Uh, Rutger Hauer series. Although, where do we have to go from here after this? That's a well. There's lots of movies we could we could explore. I mean, uh, you know, I I always uh, I'd like to do split second. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little yeah. bit more obscure, but I, I think You're, it's a fun one. Uh, Thursday Night Prime, Alien, uh, Aliens yeah. knockoff. Yeah, it's kind of half yeah. Alien, half Blade Runner. Yeah, you know, Alien Runner. We'll say. Yeah, yeah. Instead of him like looking for replicants, he's looking for some sort of like sewer dragon. You know, <laughs> sewer dragon. Yeah, you know what? It's actually um, the the monster looks a lot like Venom. Is it really? It's it. It's. I have. It I honestly have haven't been, seen it probably since the nineties. It might have been pre Venom. When was Venom invented? Uh, like I want to say 90s, like eighty right? eight, maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Hold then on. We have. The, I thought it was maybe ninety two or ninety three. Where I? Yeah, here it is. Yeah, I want to say I'm losing my nerd badge on this one, but I want to <laughs> say it was like eighty eight. Um, if it was eighties, then it definitely precedes Split Second. But it had a really cool designed uh, monster, and, and I thought it was uh, it was it's very similar to, to Venom. Yeah, 1988. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. It just by maybe like yeah. uh, two years or so. But I mean, who knows? Like, if you think about how long it takes to like get a movie made, even crappy yeah. movies were in the works probably for years. Yeah, like somebody had to be writing it, like designing that character. And Venom, in, in a way, you could say probably rips off the Xenomorph because yeah. it's got that that smooth black. Yeah face with the big grin with the teeth. The teeth, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's an argument to be made there. And Split Second definitely rips off Alien. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe they're all just ripping off so, Giger. Yeah. H.R. Uh, Giger. Constant circle of ripping off. Yeah. Like, people love to rip off that crazy German pervert, you know? <laughs> and his, his, his amazing paintings of space penises. His, yeah, weirdo you know? sex art. <laughs> <laughs> he looked, he, that man would look at a painting of anything and just say, how can I put the penis inside that? You know, <laughs> inside the painting and not like, not literally how can I fuck the canvas, but like, just how do I get the penis yeah, onto it? Yeah. Into the, 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 you know, into the Vista, you know, <laughs> you'd see, you know, like one of those things you drew in, in school where you had to draw fruit, you know, <laughs> you'd like put a penis in it. <laughs> right between the, yeah, the two apples. Apple yeah. have a dick yeah. and it would fuck the orange, you know, <laughs> Um, that was Giger. If yes, summing it up right there. Yeah. Yeah, fruit with dicks, folks. <laughs> well, anything with dicks. Yeah. I mean, it was aliens and his ones, but yeah. I think that was his whole thing. You know, just dicks, dicks, dicks. Um, back to the hitcher. I, uh, <laughs> segways. Speaking of segways, um, I, uh, I had never seen this movie in, until this morning. What? Yeah. I had never seen Holy this movie. shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm catching up on a lot of those lately. I like just I gotta cross these off. Like this, this is classic. I will say, it's a yeah, classic thriller. Yeah, yeah. This um uh, doesn't I would say doesn't get a lot of credit uh, in terms of being a good movie. Uh, just like a movie people talk about uh, in this genre of like the unstoppable like serial killer. Um, Roger Ebert gave it gave it zero stars. He actually he went on the Tonight Show and told people not to watch it because. It was so despicable. It had, uh, I want to say, like four and a half on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I think it's a great flick. Yeah, 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 definitely. It, um, it's frightening. We were talking about this earlier before we started recording, um, how it's it's basically a horror movie done in the style of a thriller. Like it's, you, know, you said, instead of you know the killer being you know unstoppable Jason Voorhees, he's this dude we just know nothing about. Yeah, you don't know anything about. Him. Yeah, and he's always one step ahead, you know, ahead of everybody else. Even the most you ever find out about him is his name, and you don't even 
think that that's real. Yeah, you, you're yeah, you're convinced that it's not real because it's, yeah. it's he tells him his name is John Ryder. Yeah, it's a pun for one. Yeah. Oh, I'm riding in the car. I'm yeah. the hitchhiker. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm the hitchhiker. He's a hitchhiker. And different property. Also, <laughs> it's the um the plot to the door song "Riders on the Storm." Really. Riders on the Storm is about a hitchhiker that kills people. See, and, I never really like, put all that together. I just, uh, you know, Trippy Door song. None of yeah. this means anything. Well, his name is Ryder. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? All right. But yeah, and again, we just, you know, that is most likely not his name. We don't know why he's killing people. We don't know how many people he's killed, but yeah. he's definitely, you know, had some experience with it. You never find out that he's C. Thomas Howell's dad. <laughs> yeah. Know? Or that he's an ex-military contractor who yeah. got fucked over by the government. This, None of that. Yeah, it's not part one of a trilogy where you learn all the you know the backstory right. in the second part. Like, nope, don't need to know it. There's no stories about his, um, you know, his parents abusing him. Yeah, you know, he's just a maniac. I, I, he's, I don't even think he's a. He's, he's more close to um, like Michael Myers than any other movie monster. You know, the original Michael Myers from the first one. Yeah. Where he's basically just death. Like, he's a ghost. Yeah, he's you know? just here to kill. There's no, no yeah. nothing else to him. Like, he represents death more than 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 he uh, is just a person, you know? Because, like, he's fucking unstoppable. Um, you know? And he even makes C. Thomas Howell want to die. Yeah, where the part where he's just, like, stumbling through the desert. Like, he finally yeah. has that cop's gun. Just, like, he would rather die then go on and have to deal with it. Anymore, <clears throat> and you know? actually, I didn't put that in, this didn't click until now, but like you find out a few minutes later that the gun's not even loaded, and he knew that. Yeah, it's all Rut- set up. Yeah, Rutger Howard knew that. I, I'm going to call He's him Rutger Howard. one step uh, yeah. ahead of him. So it's kind of like a cruel fuck you. Like He knew he was driving him to the point of suicide, yeah. Yeah. and he gave him the gun. Yeah. He just didn't put any bullets in it. And really, the way I look at it, the whole plot serves as Rutger Howard just wanting someone to kill him. He wants to die, and he just wants somebody to do it. And he wants somebody who actually um, fights back to do it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not until like he just kill he just goes through and kills everybody. Before he even meets see Thomas Alley's already killed someone. The the bug. Like yeah, the you see the VW bug, yeah. The VW bug passes him. And then shortly after you see it on the side of the road after he's already picked up Rudger Hauer. And then later on he tells him it was his car. Yeah. But um, he's already killed somebody. You know he's already killed somebody, you know? But then when they have their little, like, back and forth, and he he's, tells them, oh, you know, like, imagine what it, uh, it's like when you put a knife in a fucking eyeball. And, oh, yeah. You know, like, how much jet blood jets out of your neck when you cut it. And then, like, he pushes him out the door. I don't want to die. And when he's laying on the ground, uh, Hauer, he's looking back at the car, and you see him smile a little. Yeah. You know? And then that begins the whole thing, where he just doesn't leave this guy alone. And like he even says like a couple times, like, what do you want from me? And he's like, do the math. He's like, figure it out, kid. Yeah. Figure it out. Like he wants to die. Huh. You know, and they they say all the necessary information right in the beginning, right up in the in the beginning. Like the first thing, the whole first line in the movie, see Thomas Howell opens the door and says, My mother told me never to do this. That's yeah. the first fucking lesson of the movie right there. I, I was gonna say, I really like how for the first probably like half of that movie, there's almost no dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, they like say a few lines in the car to each other. But that's really it. A lot of it's just yeah. him being chased by... You yeah, know, he doesn't even really explain much when he gets caught or when he's talking to other people. Yeah. He just says, I'll tell you later. You know, it's not important now. Yeah, up until he, up until he gets arrested, there's almost no dialogue. It's really sparse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It, it, like, um, 
another like way, you know, it kind of steers from the horror into the, the thriller is that it, um, a lot of the gore is implied. Yeah. You don't really see the only, the only blood you really see is in the, is in the police station when he finds the, uh, the, 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 the cop bodies that are already dead. Yeah. His throat slit. Yeah. Um, you know, it's implied that he killed that whole family, like in the in the in oh, the in the Griswold family trucks. I know that's horrible. I hate yeah. that scene. Uh, and then, uh, and then with Jennifer Jason Lee, like you know, oh, that's pretty gr- that's dude. that's br- that's brutal. But it's you don't so see horrible. anything. Yeah, they yeah. black out. Yeah, but you probably would have blacked out in real life if you were around for that. You know, if you were there to witness that sort of thing, I would have passed out. Yeah, a girl you know? being ripped apart by a truck. Yeah. Good. And like all these scenarios that he sets up, it's Howard setting himself up to just be killed. He wants to fucking die, you know? And he's just pissed off that nobody fights him back. Yeah. You know? Like I, I see that. Like as soon as C. Thomas Howell fights back, he's like, this is the guy who's going to take me down. You know? Yeah. And he just keeps putting him into the position to do that. Come on, fucking kill me. You know? Huh. But then they just turn it into a 90 minute thrill. <laughs> so it's got to have a lot of twists and turns before he eventually does it. You know? Um, but you always know he's going to get out. Yeah, like when he's in the the prison bus, like I know yeah. this is going to go wrong somehow. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, I had that movie taped off of HBO, uh, you know, like a blank tape. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely had movies like uh, taped like that with like you probably get like three movies on. Yeah. If you set on the low setting, like yep, yeah, it was yeah. like an eight hour tape. Yeah. And I would watch just the end of the Hitcher, probably like the last thirty minutes of it. I I, I mean I would there were times where I watched the whole thing. But if I just wanted to watch like, like a cool action sequence, I'd put on that last, that last act where he breaks out of the bus, like he goes after him and all that stuff after the the ripping part. Yeah. You know. But I always thought that was such a cool segment with him on the bus breaking out and then getting hit by the truck and you know. Um, you know, you were just talking about how Rutger Howard really just wanted to die. Like I, I honestly didn't, I didn't think about that until you started, you know, pointing all that out, and then. Um, I forgot where I was going with this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All the scenarios you said. Oh, okay. No, I remember. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. um, When I was watching it, I noticed that basically C. Thomas Howell makes his situation worse way more than Rutger Howard does. There are points where if C. Thomas Howell either just like went to the cops, directly to the cops, he wouldn't have been set up. If he had like, if he didn't escape from the cops, like yeah. you know, the cop, the, the original cops, like believed, kind of believed him. The guy said, "This kid doesn't, you know, isn't obviously isn't a killer." Right. Like you know, they they got killed, but if he had just gone back to his cell and locked himself in the cell, he could have just made the hey, look. I'm in the cell. I thought that too. Like, yeah. Why didn't he lock himself in the cell? Yeah, I, I couldn't have done this. Like, yeah. um, so there, like, it kind of escalates and where it goes, like it's basically because of C. Thomas Howell's actions. Yeah. He gets and, so many people killed in that movie. Yeah. And I, Jennifer Jason Lee. and if he had just like, yeah, just killed him. Yeah. Just give him what you want right away. Like yeah. none of that would have happened. Like that, that makes a lot of sense now. Like it's why he keeps goading him. Like, you yeah. know, huh? That, yeah. That all just clicked. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Cause he, one of the first things he does is when he puts that knife to him and he, he just kept, he keeps telling him, stop me. Stop me. Yeah. You know? He easily could have gotten out of that situation, you know, before, um, when they're pulling up to the, the, the construction worker. Like, yeah. He, they could have done, any, like, as they're pulling away, after he pulled the knife out of, out of, away from him, he could have just jumped out of the car. Like, that would have been the end of it. Like, you know? It was like, it's 
it's one of those things where like it, it's so fucking frightening because we don't know what he did. Yeah. But the story of what Rudger Howard did before he was on the road is probably even worse. Like he probably killed his whole family. It was like you know, like one of those things where somebody just wants to fucking die, and they decide I can't do it myself, so I'm just gonna fucking do a bunch of bad shit until somebody shoots me. Yeah, like know, a which, suicide by cop. Yeah, situation. I mean that's so like prominent now. Yeah, like, that just happens so much. I mean, hitchhiking isn't a uh, something that a thing anymore. happens anymore, but um, you know they've just taken that uh, that paradigm and just uh, applied it to a modern uh, setting, taking the hitchhiking out of it. Now it's, you know, this happens in fucking malls and schools and shit, you know? Yeah. The way people are just like, I'm just going to take everyone out with me, you know? Yeah. Um, as far as, like, uh, you know, I, in terms of uh, Rucker Howard roles, this was real similar to the Nighthawks one. Where he's like very like understated, but really intense still. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he uh, he's not like a, a raving lunatic madman. He's cool. No, he's, he's very calm, he's like, under, Yeah, he doesn't uh, overact at all. The uh, and uh, and and again, I, I, you know, at first I said Jason Voorhees, but it's really Michael Myers. Yeah, you know, he's really just like a fucking like some kind of evil spirit. You know? Yeah, it's just a force of nature. Right, like, without it being supernatural in any way. Yeah. Because he does die at the end. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, you know, if it bleeds, we could kill it. You know, like, he, <laughs> he is susceptible. Susceptible to shotgun wounds. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah the huge gaping shotgun wounds. <laughs> um, but he, it's so different from his part in Blade Runner. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, but he plays bad guys. You, you, you know, it's like a guy like Mark Strong. That guy's probably played the same bad guy in about 55 movies. He's a great actor. <laughs> yeah, the quiet, brooding British bad guy. Yeah, Stanley Tucci. You know, he's probably played the same bad guy in like 50 different movies. You know, William Fickner. You know, uh, Willem Dafoe. Like, any of these guys, they're all great actors. Yeah. But, like, they might... Well, I, I take Willem Dafoe out of that one. But, like, because <laughs> he's not really, like, that stock of an actor. He, he, that his, his he just shows up and acts like Willem Dafoe. Yeah, his yeah. roles are definitely, his characters are definitely different, but you, but you know what I mean. Like some of the guys where it's just like, they're playing the same bad guy over and over again, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's not the case in this one, you know, because the Hitcher man is, is totally different from Blade Runner. And like you said, it's more similar to the Nighthawks one, but in the Nighthawks one, he was this intellectual, you know, he was a terrorist. Yeah. You know, he actually had like a motivation. I mean, well, we were talking about his motivation. That's what he wants to die. But at the same time, uh, you know, that that's all left up to our interpretation anyway. Yeah, it's not you something know? he's making known. He just, it's all about the chase. He just is, yeah. Yeah, it just is, right. You know, he says it. He says he alludes to it, you know. But that's not really, beyond that, we don't know what that more motivation is. You know, like, you know, did he fucking lose his job? Did his wife leave him? You know, like what the fuck happened? Did his car break down just down the road and we missed it? You know, like yeah, 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 like yeah. At this, but at the same time, though, like we don't need to know it. We don't need to know. <laughs> we, no, we, you're yeah. right. You're, you're right. Huh, man. I, I, yeah, I, again, I, like I say this. I said this with Nighthawks too. Like I can't believe I hadn't seen this movie. Yeah. Until uh, until this. It's a good flick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy who made it in real life. Um, we talked about this when we talked with Ken Reed one time. Oh yeah, he like he, he basically did the same thing. He tried to like suicide by cop, right? That was like the story, but I I had read some stuff uh, while um, 
after watching the movie, you know, yeah, that said that he'd had a history of, of blackouts behind the wheel, and that in this uh. case it was that, that because they said that um, he was tested and he had no alcohol or drugs in the system, but that he blacked out, and then like he hit a car in traffic, but then his car like suddenly accelerated from the accident and went into a building, and it went into like a pool hall, <laughs> and like he ran over a couple dudes and killed some people. Jeez. And then he got out of the car in the, like, in the middle of the pool hall and, like, picked up a piece of the glass from the accident and cut his own throat. And then, like, a couple weeks after this whole happened, he was released from the hospital and he was never charged with anything. He lost in a civil suit uh, over the deaths. Yeah, yeah. He was found liable, but not criminal. Yeah, but he was never, yeah, he was never charged. Criminally. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking crazy story. Fuck, that is really weird. You know, it's like if John Hughes had died trying to make a woman with his computer in his garage. You know, I have been listening to way too much um, stuff that I don't want you to know. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, because now I'm like stitching together like a conspiracy. Like, yeah, maybe this is something that was like done to him in like some kind of like CIA experiment or something. Oh, you know? yeah, right. right. And like that's what that's where like. The character of the hitcher comes from yeah like he just the same thing happens to him he just one day like whatever they did to him like just caused him to snap and then like start killing people he was like a, a, like a maturian candidate yeah yeah kind of like yeah. that and maybe this dude is the same type of thing like huh, huh. <laughs> 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 but that's just still a pretty good movie and it happened yeah. way before any of that shit went down yeah yeah how long ago was that it was in the 2000s, okay. but I don't know. Uh, so well after this movie. Though. Yeah, yeah. I, he hasn't, um, he, he actually only made a handful of movies. Uh, one one was a, a, the classic, classic werewolf, werewolf movie starring Michael Pere, Bad Moon. Bad Moon. Did we see that? We tried to see it in theater. Tim couldn't get a parking spot in time, and we had to go <laughs> see Thinner instead. No, I, that wasn't me because I've never no. seen Thinner. Okay, then I, I definitely saw Bad Moon in the theater. I don't oh, want to say it was like late. I wanted to see it. Yeah, I didn't get to go. Maybe it was me and Mark. I, I definitely saw that movie in a theater. I want to say it was like in an afternoon, like after school or something. Too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. See, this was at night, and it was at Crossgate, so we definitely weren't together. Oh, that was a terrible fucking movie. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> it was the it was the CGI transformation. Um, still not the worst werewolf movie of that era. I, uh, I had completely forgotten about this movie, uh, until recently. It was on like, uh, some cable channel. Um, did you ever see that movie Cursed? Oh yeah. That fucking, I remember. Oh yeah. I, I, fuck you! Yeah, werewolf <laughs> screaming fuck you. And That's the best part of that movie. Oh, that movie was, a t- I remember we watched that, like when, I think when it came out, like. Was it in the 90s? I feel like the movie came out in the 90s. It was late 90s, early 2000s. Because Ew. it was on the, it was on like the waning crest of the Kevin Williams. Kevin Williams, like the screams, yeah. You know? Using up the last of his goodwill from Scream. Like. Yeah, he produced probably about 50 scripts at that point. And it was, they were all horror movies that centered around groups of teens who all spoke way more clever than teens actually speak. Yeah, yeah. You know? We're hip and self-referential. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it was like, there was just so many of them. And 
uh, Rick Baker told a great story about that movie uh, on the Rogan podcast because he was um, originally hired to do the werewolf. Oh, really? And then, um, and then they they filmed a bunch of stuff, and then something happened where they didn't like the movie, and they were going to reshoot like over half the movie, and they wanted him to come back. They should have kept reshooting. <laughs> yeah, and they wanted him to come back and. Like, like we need you two days, and we need you to have a whole bunch of new werewolves. Like, like, and they were like, "Well, we already filmed the movie, and we don't have any of the molds anymore." And you're mm-hmm. in England, we're in, you know American. It was like all this stuff, and uh, so then they wind up just changing all his his work, and they redesigned it, and they might have even done like a bunch of CGI, and they still credit him on the movie. And he he's he either sued them to have his name removed, or he. He protested like through his union or something. I don't remember the werewolves looking that bad in that movie. The, oh, the Judy Greer one didn't look that great. Yeah. I remember, yeah. Well, they but the thing was they weren't his designs. Like they, okay. They he was listed as the designer, but he made a point of saying that they didn't use any of his stuff. You know. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think they were that bad looking either. They kind of looked like rats. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 But that was the problem with Bad Moon too. Yeah, it was also a rat werewolf. They all looked like Splinter from the old Ninja Turtles. And that one was bad CGI, too, if I remember. The transformation. Yeah. yeah. But I think once it was a werewolf, it was just like a guy in a suit, and then on top of his shoulders was like a big werewolf head. Yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of just, you know, it was like they were standing on his shoulders to make it look a little bit I saw that recently on a list of, like, awesome werewolf movies you should check out. Uh, Yeah. 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 I love Michael Pere as much as The Next Cruiser. But um, <laughs> I don't like Bad Moon. <laughs> so then Springsteen says to Madonna, who could fuck in this weather? <laughs> <laughs> um, That's from Fort Fairland. I wish I could say I can make that line myself. <laughs> um, I am trying to think now. If they hit you. Uh, C. Thomas Howell. Eh. I like C. He was kind of annoying in this can movie. Can I call him C? <laughs> see can i call you that <laughs> he um you know he kind of had like a james dean type thing going on with this one you know yeah i can see that but i, I but like what i was saying before it just annoyed me that he kept making things worse oh yeah like yeah. by being a dumbass well he was a dumbass <laughs> yeah I mean, he he i mean the first very first action of the movie is him being a dumbass picking up a hitchhiker <laughs> yeah. he says my mother told me never to do this <laughs> You know, um, he's a dumbass. Michael Keaton's hair in Batman Returns is especially nerfy. Yeah, it is. Uh, so nerfy. I know that's totally off the top. Yeah, just for background information, we have ba- yeah. Batman Returns playing in the background. This is, it is very like spongy, manufactured. I want to say, yeah, like, I don't know if it's yeah. fake, but uh, oh, it's definitely fake. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he was bald in the eighties. He was in the eighties. He was doing stand up. Mr. Mom, he, you know, gung-ho, his hair was all the way in the back, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And it's even, definitely a toupee. He's, he's got, like, an Elton John thing going, where every couple of years his hair looks completely different from the, the hair from before, or a Shatner. You know, more like like the, the wig, just like, oh, you give me that wig this time, you know? And it's like, the, <laughs> but your hair never looked like that before. I don't care. Yeah, so who like, cares? Give me that one now. Nobody's going to notice. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some, it's very, like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It floats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? A lot of the old, the old jobs would float. 
phantomly we'll say like it's there yeah and instead of meeting the head it goes it folds under yeah 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 why does it fold under (laughs) you don't Uh, see that on rudger howard's beautiful head beautiful uh, golden yeah golden mane yeah (laughs) even when he's all sweaty and bloody and stuff uh, I will also say Jennifer Jason Lee way more, uh, way less annoying in this movie than she is in most movies. I like her in this one. Yeah, it's yeah. Nash. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, oh god, that ending is so gruesome. Like, oh yeah, that's brutal. Uh, when he just takes his foot off the thing and starts rolling, you're like, oh, oh yeah. Why does it gotta end that way? <laughs> like, he, like shoot his foot or something. I don't know. Like do something. You know. You know, not to pick this apart, but like as he's talking to C. Thomas Allen in the cab, oh, couldn't yeah. one of the cops just come walk- free? Yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> he had his eyes closed for like a minute just while he had the gun to his head. Yeah, yeah. A cop could have like laid under the truck without him even seeing it. There's like 50 people standing there. Yeah, like, crawled yeah. over there and just like started sawing or something. I'm yeah. thinking the same thing. <laughs> but other than that, good movie, good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't pick everything <laughs> apart in the Howardverse. <laughs> well, you know what one we could do too is is one that I love. Um, you'd probably be able to find it for free on YouTube. It was called Wanted Dead or Alive. And um, I think we mentioned that this maybe on one of the I, yeah, it was like a Saturday afternoon movie. Yeah, because Gene Simmons is a um, is like a Middle Eastern terrorist in it. <laughs> He's the big bad guy, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, and Rudger Hauer is a bounty hunter with a sweet mullet. He lives is on there a, any other kind? He lives on a houseboat. He wears like a, a sweatshirt with like his favorite sports team on it. I'm pretty sure the whole time. You know? This was definitely made. I want to say post Lethal Weapon, post Lethal Weapon Two. Also, I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I would say it's it's 89, 90. Yeah, bingo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a sequel to like an old Steve McQueen, like also a bounty hunter. It's got like a weird connection, even though it has nothing to do with, you know, it's a modern Western. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's got a great, great death scene, too, for the main villain. Um, but if you've never seen it, I don't know. Should I tell you? Do you want to watch it and be surprised? Yeah, you can tell me. He puts a grenade into Gene Simmons' mouth. All right. And then, like, Gene Simmons is, like, handcuffed, too. <laughs> yeah, like, he's already been captured. Yeah, yeah. And, like... <laughs> and, you know, it's like the, it's like that moment when, like, the villain's, like... I'm going to get out of the, you know, they're going to let me off with a slap on the wrist. You know, I'm like, going to walk out of yeah. here. <laughs> My lawyer will have yeah. me on the street in 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> they always say that. <laughs> and it's like that moment. And, you know, Gene Simmons says that, you know, my lawyer is going to, my kiss lawyer is going to have me on the street in 30 minutes. And, and, and Rudger Howard is like, yeah, you're right. So he takes a grenade out, sticks it in Gene Simmons' mouth, and then, like, puts a piece of tape over it, and then walks away. <laughs> And Simmons' head blows up in the background. It's pretty fucking awesome. Gives him the Kananga. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Kananga bullet. (laughs) Compressed bullet. Oh, wow. Oh, Gene Simmons. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not as dignified as his death in um, um, Never Too Young to Die, where... He um, <laughs> he exposes his man breasts to John Stamos, <laughs> and then John Stamos bites one of them, and then he gets thrown off the wall of the dam. I have to. I didn't finish watching that after oh, we started watching it that one time. I, yeah, I have to finish this. <laughs> his breasts are a weapon. <laughs> a weapon of sexiness. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh wow. 
and it's it's really a piece of filmmaking. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like more. I'm trying to I'm trying to like bring it back to the edge here, but at the same time, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and the movie is pretty straightforward and simple. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. There's not much to it. It's a chase movie. It was, you know, it's like it was kind of like Duel. I've never seen that. Also, uh, yeah. that's the Steven Spielberg one with the, uh, the Green yeah. Goblin truck, right? Uh, no, the Green Goblin truck was from. Uh, oh, that's Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Uh, that's Steven Spielberg. Stephen King. That's Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. Stephen, Stephen Spielberg. Is by dual. Stephen King and cocaine. I was yeah, I was mixing my Stevens right yeah. there. <laughs> that's racist. He doesn't remember uh, directing that movie. Yeah, and he um, a guy lost his eye on the set. Uh, one of the I think the cameraman. Really? Yeah, like the director of photography lost his eye. Holy shit. Yeah, because like uh From cocaine? <laughs> well, pretty much because it was just like there was so much coke on the set. Um they were making poor decisions and yeah. like, you know. And like he Stephen King wanted to use like a real lawnmower for a scene where like a lawnmower goes off by itself. Yeah. And they didn't do some like proper safety shit. And like a piece of the lawnmower, I want to say like like blew out like a piece of the blade and like hit the DP like right in the face. Holy shit! Yeah. Cool. Yeah, like some fucked up shit went down in that movie on the Green Goblin movie, Emilio <laughs> Estevez Green, Go- Green Goblin movie, <laughs> which I wanted to like too. Yeah, it's a cool concept, but yeah. when you were kid, you see that truck. Yeah. Oh, looks like a cool movie. It was never on when I was a kid, though. Yeah, the, just the image of the truck is cooler than the movie yeah. itself, basically. And I like a lot of those 80 Stephen King movies, even the ones that are kind of bad, you know. But that one's pretty cool. <laughs> um, as far as stuff I've watched recently, I watched uh, Three from Hell. Piece of shit. Uh, Rob Zombie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it was, was the a... sequel to uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, it was. Well, it is, but also to uh, Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects. Yeah. That was the only one that I was into, and that's because I like William Forsyth. Yeah. I, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses I thought was okay. I really like Devil's Rejects. This was just like a tame rehash of the Devil's Rejects, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, I, his horror is a little too brutal for me. Yeah, it was it was less it was less brutal, I will say, less like yeah. horror-y. I mean, it's still like gory and like you know they're still killing a bunch of people, but it's more uh, like it's basically them versus like a Mexican cartel. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. It's 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 not so like they're killing people that like are supposed to be deserving of death. Is that what you're kind of? They're, it's kind of taking them more to like the the folk hero. Uh, you know, we're we're, yeah. we're supposed to forget that they're murderers. Like yeah, yeah. I think so. Like there, there are scenes in both of those first two movies that genuinely make me feel horrible. Yeah, like, me too. And House of a Thousand Corpses, where uh, the guy like finds his daughter like all chained up, and like he starts having like flashbacks, and like you see her like, or maybe when he's getting killed, also in front of her. I don't remember like the 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 order of it. I just remember like the whole family getting brutalized. Yeah, but you see them on like Christmas Day, and like you know yeah. she's like growing up, and like you see yeah. Them, yeah, like oh my god, what the fuck? Yeah, like stop doing that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and the same thing with when, when like when they're killing the group with like Brian Hossein and like them, like yeah, like these people have to watch their family and friends die, and, like, <laughs> yeah, do it in the most brutal, sadistic way, like. How is that entertaining, like, cinematically? Yeah. You know? Uh, and this, like, I think it just tries to, like, make them more folk heroes than, than anything else. And even in the, 
Like the first one, I, I didn't see it until years after it came out, The House of a Thousand Corpses. But when I did watch it, I just remember thinking that it was like, how did he get away with ripping off so much from Texas Chainsaw? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the same you know? concept. Uh, you know, family of killer rednecks. Yeah, like, the sets, you know, like, yeah. all this stuff buried underground that were like from old carnivals and, you know, it, like it just seemed like. And then there's shit that just never kind of like got explained in that movie that like, okay, the family is one thing. Okay. That I get, but then there was like this weird supernatural, like killer. Oh yeah. That weird guy that lived in the. Yeah. And then they, they just never like, okay, he, we presume he died in this fire, but like, yeah. he's a supernatural like monster. Yeah, Where's that guy? Yeah. <laughs> he's that, he looks like that dude from judge dread. Yeah. The, like that beauty with the, the <laughs> yeah the, yeah the implants in his head and the arms and whatnot. <laughs> oh man, I love Max Shrek's dumb son Chip. <laughs> Chip, he was the dumb uh, roid head in the program. Oh yeah, yeah, He's Latimer. Latimer, yeah, he's yeah. also Michael Myers. Is he really in the Rob Zombie movies? <laughs> I did not know that. Oh no, no wait, those those were Tyler. That's Maine, Tyler Maine, okay? yeah. Yeah, what is he? I was gonna say. I, I was like, I just did a panel with Tyler Maine, and he was <laughs> he he was a um, he was Michael Myers in in a movie, or maybe it was Leatherface. We're just talking about Texas Chainsaw. It might have been the Michael Bay ones where he's uh, where he's Leatherface. I know he's a he's a movie monster. Yeah, let me look him up real quick. Was he Leatherface or was he uh, Jason Voorhees in that? One like ten years ago, I don't remember. No, I'm gonna look him up. Chip Shrek. Chip Shrek. Charles Chip Shrek. His dad, son of Max Shrek, and the sporting antagonist of Batman Returns. Think about this. That's like a Wikipedia article. Somebody actually went out of their way to write about Chip Shrek. Like <laughs> there are a bunch. There's like five or six different like fan, you know, like Nerdopedia, you know, Batmanopedia. Yeah. Comicopedia, you know, like all these things, which just, just and none of them have the fucking actor's name. Uh, the goddamn actor's name. Movie uh, lovers shout out while we're watching Batman. Vincent Schiavelli is in the scene. Okay, yep, he played Leatherface. Okay. In the 2003 remake Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, okay, okay. Andrew Brynarski. So sorry, he did not play Michael Myers. He played Leatherface. All right. But that's, I guess, it's fitting since we were just talking about Texas Chainsaw. I uh, I got yelled at at the Tyler Maine panel. Yeah, by uh, Tyler. No, I, I, <laughs> Tyler Maine's an easy kid. He played Michael Myers. That's an easy one to remember. The other person on the panel, I'm not. I won't throw him under the bus by name, but it will. Somebody who played a minor character in a uh, uh, in maybe like one and a half movies uh, that were about bad dreams on a certain uh, suburban street. Okay. So. Uh, Oh, all right. All yeah, right. I remember seeing someone on the. And maybe I got their character's name wrong. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No one's there to see the people who Freddy kills. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't get their name wrong. The character. Their character's name. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Can we talk to James Lipton again? It's a first world problem, yeah. but it's still Freddy's. Me Freddy's off. victim. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. Look, if we're gonna be honest here, everybody's here to see one person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and he's got knives on his fingers. Yeah. So, uh, do your fingers have knives on them? Yeah, no, no, they don't. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 
Yeah. You know what? It's funny because you even if you said the name, no one would know who the fuck you were talking about anyway. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's the funny yeah. thing. I'm not trying to get you to say the guy's name, but if you didn't tell me what I said was wrong, none of these people yeah. here would have told me yeah. what I said was yeah. wrong. Right. They wouldn't have even known. You could have, I, yeah. you could have said he played like I could have said your name was George Washington. Yeah, I would have yeah. said like J. H. McHuffinpuff. Yeah, right? yeah. It could have been any goofy name. Albert McMurder victim. Yeah, like, you think any of the people in this room saw your fucking movie? Maybe three. <laughs> Sorry to go on that rip. That, like, it's no, been gnawing at me for a while. I mean, people, you know, there were people there who wanted to see those people, and then there's people who just wander in because they're at the Comic-Con. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like the one guy who told Michael Bean that, um... He recently saw the Terminator and he thought the acting was bad. Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I glanced over that part of the comment when he asked me what he said. Yeah, you didn't hear it. Yeah, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that was great. <laughs> um, penguins. Hey, penguins. They're great. <laughs> oh, they're so cute. They carry the little leg. There are no penguins in the desert, which takes, uh, which is the setting of the Hitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Desert of Ice, maybe. <laughs> if they were to do a sequel. Oh, we should be talking about the sequel. Because there was a I did see yeah uh, in the 90s with Jake Busey. Of course. Now, is, this, is, is the setup of the sequel like C. Thomas Howell is now the hitcher? Um, no. I, you know... Because I, I kind of thought that that's where it was going. Like, after he killed him, like... Oh, you watched part of it? No, no, no. no. I, I mean, just really after the movie. Like, oh. See, I saw it... I don't remember how long ago. Maybe 20 years ago. Yeah. I saw it one time. I remember it just being so bad. So that's probably why I don't remember anything about it. But if the one thing I remember was, I think Jake Busey is supposed to be the ghost of Rutger Hauer. Maybe Jake Busey is not only not fit to be Rutger Hauer or anything. <laughs> he's not fit to be the ghost of Rutger. Hauer he's not fit anything. to be the ghost of Gary Busey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was horrible. Yeah. That was horrible. I, I like him. He's in a lot of good movies. Oh, Gary Busey, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Jake. Oh, Jake yeah. Contact, he was in, he was in Contact, he was in, he was in Starship <laughs> Troopers, yeah. which I liked more when I, it was first out. I, I, yeah. Each time I watch it as a, uh, you know, it, it doesn't. That's a thing well. I can just kind of put on and watch. Yeah, I don't really have a great, like, affinity for it, but I'll watch it. Yeah. Not since, um, since, uh, the, the special effects guy gave me, uh, uh, who's the guy who did that? Phil Tippett? Yeah, I went to see one of his like exhibits, and it was like uh, it was all nuts, and it gave me um, vertigo <laughs> because it was all these like flashing lights and images. He was flashing like sixty images a, a minute. Yeah, it's like one per second, and it was just going like. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you were saying yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got the uh, that, that um, art thingy. Yeah, yeah. it's called. Yes, it's an I can... experimental art uh, installation. I couldn't remember the this name. This girl of it. was brought out in tears because the thing was like her, about to give her a seizure. Jesus, I was gonna. I noticed he was also like one of the effects people on Willow, which we were trying to watch yeah, last night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do like a lot of his work, but man, he was kind of a kind of a cranky dude. <laughs> Here's he, my film. You'll like it. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, and then he made us. Er, and beforehand, he made us watch his girlfriend's film. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know what that's like. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, sitting through those things. Not yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is an experimental film from uh, from my friend Monica, who lives in my guest house. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I'm trying to think of anything. Like you said you saw Stuber recently. I really want to see that. Yeah, Stuber is really funny. That's one of those things. Like I, I read a bad review and it put me off of it. Like, like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. I don't give a fuck who reviewed it. Yeah, it I gotta hilarious. pay less attention to that bullshit. I, I really wanted to see that. Maybe that's a thing I'll do tonight. Okay, The Hitcher Two. Oh, that's I, what we were talking about. I've that. been waiting. It's called The Hitcher Two: Colon. I've been waiting from 2003. I would move it, but I'm uh, put it in the bathroom on the uh, on top of the sink. Yeah, yeah, the gray one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, the hitcher two. Hitcher two. I've been waiting. Okay, cast. Let's see. See, Thomas Howell stars as Jim Halsey, so he plays the same character. God damn it. We totally, uh. Can you light it with an off, Jordan? <laughs> Alright, here, just, yeah, uh, I'm good on it, actually. I don't, I, I, did you, I don't know if I took it or not. Take three uh, on the Hitcher 2. Yeah, oh, Carrie Wurr is in it. Okay. Of yeah, Anaconda yeah. fame. Oh, yeah. She was, wasn't she an MTV VJ? Yeah, I believe so. Like uh, a, I want to say like a summer house VJ or something. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people in this movie. Let's see. I want to find the IMDb. I just watched re uh, rewatched Anaconda recently, too. Oh, yeah. That's so great. <laughs> For the cheesy, John like, horror. is so brilliantly bad. So, so horrible in that movie. Don't blame me. I didn't eat the Captain Mateo. <laughs> okay, John, we want you to play a Cuban in this. Um, we're going to have you meet with a bunch of different Cuban actors. And so don't worry, I'll watch Scarface. <laughs> I just thought like this. Yeah. <laughs> and my corpse is going to wink at you. Too. How about that? <laughs> oh, oh God. It, it's it's the perfect accent from a guy you know. Well, he's he appears on Fox News. It's not even like a guy you know watches Fox. He appears on Fox. Yeah, you know, goes out of his way to uh, you know boost uh, the fevered egos of certain presidents. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. What a, what a what like a uh, you know like a homunculus ass kisser John <laughs> has become. You know? Okay, here's the the plot of the Hitcher too. A sadistic serial killer terrorizes a couple driving on a rural highway in Texas while killing numerous people and framing them for his killings. So it's the same movie. So is he like the anti-hitcher? Oh, like no, that doesn't tell you anything about like who is what. Yeah. So let's see if there's something more like in depth. Because like at the end of the movie, when he went to kill Rutger Howard, because he seemed like kind of weirded out, like he was almost possessed. By like, uh, like you know, something like just motivating him to like. I thought that's where I thought it was gonna go. Oh, like, like him, like, like the, the the evil spirit went into see Thomas Howell. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I could see that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the end of the Exorcist, where he's like, 
the priest, the demon goes into the priest so he can jump out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, I thought the, uh, the sequel would be like him being the Hitcher now. But no, the ghost of the Hitcher. Uh, I don't find it. There's nothing about it. Uh, I'm just going to be like a, a Wikipedia page for the Hitcher, too, that tells you <laughs> what is what. Here we go. Spoilers for the Hitcher 2, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is better than really watching the movie, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know some of you are just you know, hanging on edge uh, to go uh, watch the Hitcher yeah, 2. I'm pretty sure this like probably was made by the same people who made Roadhouse 2. <laughs> oh, you know, wow. Yeah. Something like that, you know? Let's just buy a uh, like an old movie name and then make a, a sequel to it. Yeah, straight-to-video sequel. Okay, here we go. Here's the plot. Of, well, we could probably end on this. Fifteen years after the events of The Hitcher, Jim Halsey, C. Thomas Howell, now works as a police officer. Right. He's going to get a job as a cop after all the shit that he did. Oh, that time I was uh, wanted by, you know, uh, by internet, you know, interstate uh, you know, yeah. police organizations. Uh, Even after I was cleared of all the crimes. And then I, I went and murdered a guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stole his gun and then murdered a prisoner. Yeah. Boy, well, you murdered a prisoner, so you should become a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, here, have an application. We, we lost like 80 cops today, so we were hiring, you know. <laughs> just pick up his badge and just yeah. go. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, it's like an old Western, you know. <laughs> He has recently been suspended for using excessive force on a kidnapping suspect and decides to visit retired Captain Estridge in Texas to talk about his lingering mental issues. That was the that was the, the cop he called on the radio. Yeah, the one at the end who he steals his gun from. Is that okay, is that who that was? Yeah. yeah okay, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was the only cop still alive. <laughs> I remember, I, I remember that's who he was calling on the radio. I didn't realize that was him also in the yeah. car with him. Okay. Yeah. He identifies himself a little bit towards the end. Yeah. He says, I'm Captain Estridge. We, it was like right before he rips up Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, yeah. So probably distracted by that. Jim's girlfriend, Maggie, Carrie Wurr, who has a crop dusting business. <laughs> <laughs> She'll come fart in your house and walk away. Is that just the best <laughs> sentence you've ever heard? <laughs> Hire her at parties and just dust a room and poof. <laughs> This is my girlfriend. Oh, by the way, she's a crop. She's a crop duster. <laughs> Watch out! You can get paid for that. <laughs> um, okay, Maggie, who has a crop duster business, is unaware of Jim's past. Who the fuck is a crop? That's like a drive-off driver. No, that's yeah. not a thing you can do. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. It's like jingle rider. Yeah, it's one of those fantasy movie jobs. Yeah, when you're talking about my, it's a drive off. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah, you get to drive a really cool car. Yeah, a stranger. <laughs> yeah, they would they would pay a stranger to drive their car. They would just pay to ship yeah. it. And he was smoking in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe they were smokers, but they weren't smoking in it. It was the '80s. You could smoke everywhere, everywhere back then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So. Maggie, who uh, again, who has a crop dusting business, is unaware of Jim's past and pleads to come along. Arriving in Texas, the couple pick up a car that Estridge has left for them and set off to his house. The drive on the lonely road triggers Jim's PTSD, and when they see an RV that has been run off the road, blood dripping through the door, Jim refuses to stop and help. A motorcycle speeds past them and crashes. Maggie insists they take the driver on board. The hitcher, Jake Busey, is insistent on making small talk and joking with them. But Jim is overwhelmed and evicts him from the car. 
<laughs> he wicks him from okay, the car. This is like a really long synopsis, so I'm just going to skip down here. Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Pitcher shoots a cop. Blah, 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 blah. All right. There's another shootout. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Jim gets killed by the hitcher, and then Maggie takes on the hitcher at the end. Oh, wow. So C. Thomas Howell dies in the sequel. Is he connected to Rutger Hauer in any way, or is it just... just well, he's connected in the sense that he's the guy that killed Rutger Hauer, and it's just a coincidence. No, no, I mean, I mean uh, uh, Jake Busey. Oh, it doesn't say anything about that, so maybe my thing about him being the ghost of Rutger Hauer was just all made up. Oh, damn, that would have been way funnier if it was. Yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> well, maybe watch it yourself and decide for yourself if he's the ghost. Yeah. It could be up in well, the Just end. believe that anyway. It makes <laughs> yeah, the movie way, yeah, way no better. No one's going to yeah. go out and watch the intro, too. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to watch The Hitcher 2, period. <laughs> yeah. Nobody watched The Hitcher and then said, man, what the fuck happened to that guy? You know? <laughs> I have so many unanswered questions from the first one. I mean, it's a good movie, but it's a bummer at the end. Yeah. Like, I know what the fuck happens to him. Shit. <laughs> yeah. You know? Nothing good. Yeah. Like, he just watched... Like, everyone he tried to get help from get murdered. <laughs> yeah, you know? some poor girl. Yeah, some poor girl. <sighs> yeah, this is uh, another uh, jaunt almost into the Howerverse. Yeah, thanks a lot, Rudger. <laughs> Captain Bring Down. <laughs> Tearing up girls and murdering people on yeah. highways and cutting off people's legs and like, VW where's, bugs. Where's the movie about him like becoming a barista? Yeah. <laughs> Following his dream. Yeah, you know? opening a carrot farm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing, you know, uh, like uh, farmer's markets on the weekends. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Falling in love with the old woman who, uh, you know, churns her own butter. Yeah. <laughs> Sit down on Sunday mornings for a nice chai latte. <laughs> That's the Rutger Hauer we want. Yeah. A happy Rutger Hauer. I want to see Rutger Hauer in like a designing women situation. You know? <laughs> <laughs> With a bunch of like four southern sassy uh, yeah. ladies, you know. Yeah, and he's kind of like in the Hollywood uh, role. You know? <laughs> and they're yeah, they're Dutch, yeah, you know, Hollywood agent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I mean the guy from Designing Women who played Hollywood in Mannequin. That's what I meant by that. <laughs> I don't know his name. He's Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollywood, come and get me, Hollywood. Who's yeah, that guy? He's got a name that I don't even know how to say, so I probably wouldn't even try to pronounce it. <laughs> It's like it's like Meshach. Meshach Taylor, I think. Oh, okay, look at that. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was pretty close. <laughs> wow. Hollywood! <laughs> yeah, I want to see him in that part. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we would like to, uh, but unfortunately. I mean, we get hologram Rutger Hauer. Yeah. Hologrower. Hologrower. <laughs> yeah. Well, when they attempt to do another Blade Runner, um, I'm sure they'll have, you know, the... The digitized version. Of it. I now I need to watch the sequel. I still haven't watched that one. Oh, yeah, it's good. Is it all right? Good. Yeah, it's good. All right. I uh, yeah. It, it's like it was. It was on like every streaming service until like recently. Now yeah, it's not. Do you want to watch it? Yeah. It's not there. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Uh, all right. Three so hours. You know. Oh yeah. Another like say like the Irishman. Like yeah. It's gonna be like my entire afternoon tomorrow. I think. <laughs> Uh, but this has been uh, Transmissions from the Evil Lair. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>